Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we talk about, watch a movie, and then we talk about it. I cocked that right up, didn't I? <laughs> my name's David, uh, and I live my life a quarter pounder at a time. Nothing else matters, not my mortgage, not the store, not the team, and all their bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. <laughs> 10 seconds. That long to finish. I can uh, think of other things you can do in less than 10 seconds as well. Uh, welcome. My name's Sam and welcome. <laughs> and boy, can I. <laughs> My name's Sam. Welcome to the seventh highest film franchise of all time. <laughs> I'm amazed it's only seventh, you know. Um, more than more than Batman. More than DC Extended Universe, Middle Earth, Tra- uh, Jurassic Park, Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean, Despicable Me, Mission Impossible, Shrek, Twilight, Ice Age, Toy Story, Hunger Games, Frozen, Lion King, Superman, Iron Man. <sighs> it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> this week, this week, we watched 2001's, um, not Gone in 60 Seconds, previous episode. <laughs> I literally no. was about to say that. Uh, the Fast and the Furious. I feel like I need to really, like put a nail on that right Being now the, the, yeah because it is impossible to google these movies um we have well, we've read out the titles before and we will do so again um but this is the fast and the furious mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. 2001 this, is, this is the beginning isn't it paul walker and vin diesel yeah 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 um so what's what's the deal with these movies like like it it, it it's baffling to me that a movie like this, which I think, you know, generally it's pretty poor. We're not we're not going in here of, of some, you know, really super successful piece of cinema. And yet it makes lots of money. It spawns a second movie and a third and a fourth and a fifth. And then 8,000 movies later, we've got the seventh highest uh, well, girl franchise of time. Sam, like, it's there's just, just some things that just... There's a Venn diagram, just amazing. Right? There's a Venn diagram of audiences of like... Idiots. Yep, idiots. Yep. But What's like, the other circle? Right, so let's hear me out here. So let's compare this to the Transformers, just briefly, because I okay. think the films are very, very similar mm. in the way that they mm. treat women, uh, in the way that uh, they're not very well plotted, uh, in the way that the Effects. product placement is fucking rampant, um, you know, in the way that there's an explosion every 4.2 seconds contractually. Just to um, wake the audience up. Yep, yep. Exactly. But like, what... The reason that this franchise, I think, has a wider appeal than like the Transformers franchise, for instance, mm-hmm. is because it's not for nerds. Like, and, and that that's not that's not me making that distinction. I think that is the market like making that distinction for themselves. There are a lot of things about the Fast and the Furious, or whatever we're calling this fucking franchise. Um, it's about criminals. That's always fun, but they're fairly like working class criminals. You know, you've got cars yeah, blue collar. most people drive so there's some kind of crossover there mm-hmm. you've got sexy ladies like that's going to get the dads out you know and like usually usually these movies aren't massively long i think this is this was this was like 100 minutes or something like not by no means well, it's less like than two hours it was less than two yeah. hours which is you know yeah yeah and I think that's where the secret source is, is that there's a lot of relatable stuff in these movies, even if nothing in it is like, do you know what I mean? When none of us are undercover cops in LA fucking hunting uh, illegal street racers. But like, there's a lot of stuff in here where you could be like, 
you know, it seems sort of familiar. And the wide appeal is like you could go with your mates, you could go with your, you know, poor girlfriend slash wife. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You could almost go with well, like teenage kids and watch these because they're, you know, they're this one's a bit raunchy, but I think they tone that down a lot, like in later ones. Yeah, um, say, so once, like, once they realise where the money's coming from, family friendly, but certainly that PG thirteen kind of like yeah. area mostly. See, the, the the other thing with this film, and it's the thing that we have to remember all the way through when watching this, is this film came out in the heady days of the early two thousands, uh, and and that to me, like this this is, I know it's only two thousand one, but this to me represents so much of the distinction between the nineties. Because there's a '90s feel, you know, like kind of. We've got your, you've got your Will Smith Independence there's Day type a, of movies. There's a Point Break feel to this movie, isn't there? Oh yes, and this crosses a line into a firm 2000s movies. I mean, we've got the, we've got the 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 dyed, you know, bleach blonde tips in in people's <laughs> hair. We've, frosted tips. Oh frosted god, tips. That's what oh god, two thousand. It's so hard to look at you. <laughs> we've got the baggy we've got the overly baggy trousers we've got the dvd oh, players being i loved i loved the baggy trousers as a fat teenager by the way Sorry, <laughs> oh yeah i mean they, they oh. hit so many sins it was fantastic but you know we the, all the way through this movie it just drips 2001 and i also think it represents the kind of mindset now we you know give us any opportunity to talk about Pre and post nine eleven world. Nine eleven, it's a nine eleven cast again. <laughs> rah, rah. As, as 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 we work through the trauma of that thing that happened to uh, you know twenty years ago in a different country. <laughs> but but like that, this just has a feel of that like pre nine eleven America where the state the biggest thing they had so to worry about, low <laughs> so low the biggest thing they had to worry about was. People uh, chase, you know, doing car chases, which, which is, yeah, a bit like it's a bit silly, but you know, it's not the end of the world. And DVD players, and I just want to come back to the fact that this film is almost, you know, the, the, the pillar story arc in this is the DVD players. What's happening with the DVD players? When are we going to get the DVD players? Like they're just obsessed with it, and I just love, I love it as a um, as a time capsule for where. Our heads over at. Fast forward, you know, four or five months, and things start to look pretty fucking serious. And also, movies become more serious. It is a real thing that post 9 11, we get much darker movies. We get films that really kind of like sum up the times that we live in, as opposed to these jovial <laughs> films about. Car chases and silly shit, you know? Yeah, and there's a real, like, um, there were other movies like this and that came out around the same time where, like, not movies about nothing. We just did a Seinfeld episode. That's that's just going to be reverberating now in my head. <laughs> but, like, not movies about nothing, but, like, movies with much lower stakes and it's not, like, you know, like, think about the early 90s kind of Bond movies or Point Break even, like, there's a, a bit more of a political kind of, like, oh, you know, there's us and the Soviets and, you know, all of this stuff in the background and then you have movies around here where like like you said Sam most of this movie is about stolen DVD players like you really enjoy those DVD players for the next six years guys because then they will be worth nothing but like there's an end of history thing here where like we don't have a big conflict going on the war on terror hasn't started yet yes we're fucking around in the Middle East but mostly no one cares Mm. Um, you know Mm. it's pre 9-11 so like well what the fuck are people interested in what people you know what's going to get people out like uh, I don't know, like, um, 
theft from um, the haulage industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you steal? Would you? Would you steal a DVD player? Yes, I would steal DVD. So there, there is there. It is a snapshot, isn't it? It's a wonderful snapshot, and I think that we, you know, we must remember. We must remember where we were at as a society. Uh, all those many, many, many years ago. We certainly should, but also let's make some fucking fun of this movie. because Oh, this is shit. an absolute trash fire. Like, it's so, so stupid. I want to plot summary, Sam, in a second, but but first, I'm just changing things up a bit. Did you watch this? Obviously, you watched this movie as a kid, but like, I mean, did you? Did you watch this movie as a kid? I had seen this, yeah. I've this is I've seen this film, I've seen Fast, The Fast and The Furious, and I've seen, <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen not a single other uh, a Fast and Furious franchise movie because I've boy I've I, seen this I've seen this and I used to play there were two two video games as well that were really like adjacent there was uh, Need for Speed course. 2 Need for Speed 2 which was the late came out before this but I'll have played them at the same time on the mm-hmm. computer where mm-hmm. you could like lower your car and put strobe lights under it and like all of the stuff in all the silly shit they're doing to cars in this movie that yeah. like maybe that still exists but God knows um, and I don't know if you remember Midnight Club. I do. A, that was a great, excellent game. Yeah, excellent racing game, but like full of the same silly shit where you could like lower your car so it's on the ground and like put silly lights under it and tint your windows and pearlescent paint and all these things. Because because as two as two white guys of the podcast, we obviously just fall into all of the other uh, stereotypical tropey shit that 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 that, that we should do like. Cars, we like cars and yeah. movies. Except and- the spoiler, Sam. The spoiler <laughs> is that you and I held off for a solid ten years before learning to drive. <laughs> yes, but the customization and the yeah, uh, yeah, fetishization yeah. of cars is probably we were we were signed up to. Actually, driving is entirely boring, especially when you're doing it in your case for work. And in my case, taking kids places like it's not. No one's. I think I prefer work. I think on that, I prefer, yeah. prefer work. No one's drifting, places. you know, with uh, with Peppa Pig playing in the background. So it's it's. <laughs> my van is twenty three years old. It's not drifting <laughs> anywhere. Is it older than this film? It is. Yeah, yeah surely. I mean, my, my my van is older, two years older than this Holy film. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, you really should. So not be I think, that Sam, thing. what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop about fifteen grand on it. Drop a new engine in it. Put enough NOS in the back of it to blow myself up. And then lower be, it so it's right on the ground. Hold on, it'll be a ten-second van. <laughs> That's a nice we car you've got that. there. Nice van. <laughs> My name's Vin Diesel. But um, give me a plot summary, Sam, and then let's let's jump in here because there's there's a lot I'm 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 I'm, I'm raring to talk about a lot so much in this movie. Yeah, I'm standing there in the middle with my arms. I'm, I'm actually no sca- no scantily clad women taking on that role in this film as as you would expect. Uh, just some dude, which I, I'll be I'll be I'll, I was disappointed by. I'll, I'll I'll admit that. Oh, don't worry, Sam. They they rectify that in later movies. Oh yeah. Um, before yeah. we start talking about it, I should mention, I have seen this movie, obviously, uh-huh. when we were kids, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I've seen Tokyo Drift, which is the third one, starring <laughs> none of the original cast. Fuck me. I, I don't know why. Your propensity I don't know to why. watch shit movies is astounding. So, in the Fast and Furious, Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide where his lo- loyalty really lies when he becomes enamoured with the street racing world he's been sent unto- undercover to destroy... Um, I'm going to start right now. I'm going to start right now. 
Paul Walker is a terrible, terrible actor. And, you know, when I remember when he died and I, I kind of was... Just, like, everyone was very upset. I'm laughing, not at Paul Walker being dead, but what, no. what Sam's about to say, I should make clear. I, I didn't know who he was. And everyone was so upset. It was, like, all over the internet. And, you know, like, it was on the front page of newspapers. Well, I'm exaggerating. But the... No one but you know what? Media, Sam. What a silly thing to say. <laughs> I know. Prince dead. But what is what is quite compelling is just how, like how popular he he became because of these movies, and I think it shows the cultural impact of these. Now we're sitting there with our podcast because we are just absolute stereotypes, and we're laughing at this film, going, "What a bunch of shit!" But people love this stuff. People love this movie, and. I can't personally say that Paul Walker's performance in this is uh, one of the reasons that I might have loved it. I mean... I can assume that Paul Walker gets better because he's in... I did do some research on this. I think the last one he was in was number seven. Let me look it uh, up, yeah. Which is when he passed away um, and they had to finish the film using like... I think they used a couple of his brothers as stand-ins and things and... Wow. Anyway, um, and he, well, like I said, he wasn't in the third one, but I think he was in every other one. So you've got to assume that kind of like there's something about Paul Walker. I'll tell you what it is, Sam. Um, and rest in peace, Paul Walker. You know, very, very sad. However, mm. uh, he's like a video game character, like an unvoiced video game character, customizable <laughs> video game character. Like yeah. he is he is the most generic looking like beach white dude you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Isn't he? Like, imagine, imagine Paul Walker in every role in Point Break, including Keanu Reeves. Does that movie change at all? No, exactly. It does. He does. He, he does have that um, appearance and acting ability of you know the character when you first load up a video game and it gives you that that first generic one. <laughs> now they're getting you know, they're a bit more inclusive now, and it'll be like it'll reload. You know, it'll be randomised, and it'll be oh, it's a woman. And then you can change to what you want. But you know, in in the two thousands, when it was like, here we go. It was always a potatoy white guy, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly with with frosted tips. So I I just uh, and 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 all throughout this film, I'm just like, wow, you are so uncompelling. It's unbelievable. You know, it's just so little. I care about your plate. But um, I think a lot of that Sam, is maybe the way that we enjoy movies versus like. It not is enjoy movies. Not that we're critics or anything. Um, I mean, we literally are doing a, a dissection of this movie. So I guess, anyway, um, not that we're like, you know, highbrow or like, do you know what I mean? I, I certainly am guilty of enjoying lots of really if, poor if someone movies. If someone talks about movies in, in, in a forest and the tree falls, does anyone, does, are they a critic? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. But like, not that there's anything wrong with liking a film just for liking it. But I think... The appeal of these movies isn't like it's not appealing to like people who are going to be out there watching, you know, like Oscar bait or you know, thoughtful kind of movies that explore new things. What the, pe- the, the people are watching this are the people who want to go to the cinema to watch a film, and yeah. like these are characters they know they're going to do. They they already kind of know. It's like the James Bond films, Sam. You kind of know what's going to happen, and like there's something comforting and also exciting about that because like it's familiar and. Yeah, yeah, it's new, you know, and and let up. Let's not, you know, let's not be uh, uh, deriding the, the 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 popcorn flick because that some of the, some of the best films ever made are popcorn movies that are intended to be 
relatively throw away you know that 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 perhaps have a, a longer shelf life and and i suppose that's where you know the, as much as i'm going through this film i'm like well there's just there's just a lot generally generally all the way through it's pretty entertaining because you you know in classic um in classic popcorn movie style you don't really have that much chance to really think about what's going on in front of you <laughs> because the takes you know the, the edits are so fast cut 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 you you don't really get a minute to say what's what's happening okay move the on well, cinematography is not quite sumptuous is it it's not quite like it doesn't give you a chance to linger and that's it's not interested it's not interested like we are on to the next thing it's a bit comic booky in that way it's kind of like yeah right so yeah. we're on the we're at the race here and time passes very very quickly um, but, do you want to maybe talk through the plot a bit, Sammy? I mean, please do go well, on if you've got more to say. No, no, this. no, that's um, fine, yeah. So, I, I mean, we 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 learn quite early on, don't we, that Brian O'Connor, which is <laughs> Christ, amazing. White guy, white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, John he's an, Smith. He's an oh, well, we can't have John Smith. That's too, too much of a this, white guy name. All right, Brian yeah. O'Connor. <laughs> We we learn we learn pretty early on that he's an undercover cop, and 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 this is like this is as we go through the the, the whole film there is the kind of two parts isn't there There's what's happening with the crew and what antics they're getting up, which to me if these people were teenagers and they were doing this in like a soap cut uh, soapbox, you know. Di- I think would be pretty much exactly the same. Maybe you wouldn't have the uh, the, the the you know the Asian gang machine gunning people, but maybe they'd throw water bottles uh, or, or um, you know water um, balloons at them, and that would be okay. So that's kind of happening, and then you've also got this police thing. And to me, that's where it, it seems like a bizarre choice to bring in this undercover police stuff because it's like, well, it's pretty boring, isn't it? And it's and let's about- go back. It's Let's all about the DVD, the DVD players. players. <laughs> like literally, like the first <laughs> scene. The first scene, I think, is um, it's it's the height, the actual like, which I thought was a pretty cool scene actually, where you know you've got the the three black cars and they kind of like surround the truck and they board the truck and they make him pull over and things. And they it's steal high, shit. It's it's. I mean, there's a lot going on, isn't there? They've got two. It's very. It's very well, Mission Impossibly, and it's very overall and silly and like, there are yeah. a million ways to do this more easily than this. I know. He's got to piss at some point. Just follow him until he stops to piss. Him. and then Number one, get a bus. Just park the bus in a road and force yeah. him to get out at gunpoint. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, they, have, they have two of these, like, um, hook gun things. It's Mission one Impossible them, stuff, Sam. It's like straight them, out of that. It's It goes into the windscreen and pulls the windscreen out. Now again... All right, that's fine. I, I mean, and then they have another one <laughs> that is to to go into the back of the seat, and it's like wow. And then the guy manages to go along the wire into the, and then uh, it just seems like this would be an ex- extraordinarily um, uh, complex way of getting this truck to stop to steal DVD players. I mean, that's not you know, it, no the stealing DVD players. I mean, like yes. In 2022, I mean, the, yes. very, the very idea that somebody would be stealing DVD players is laughable. But I guess like the modern day kind of equivalent is like someone stealing a truck full of PlayStation fives. You know, I but guess. Even then, that's shit. Even even then, that's shit. Even if it's a thousand dollars per DVD player in 2001, I, I I don't think they were necessarily. I know it's I shit, Sam. I know it's high. shit, but it's trying to like diamonds. capture. 
it's trying to capture the zeitgeist of the time and this like cool kind of like but new technology seems... and like dvd players in 2001 sam were probably a bit like i didn't have a dvd player in 2001 like do you know what i mean there's certainly like a certain amount of like exclusivity you know, you know what it is? about it but 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 also i think also they're trying to make the the heist accessible to this like pretty low rent street gang <laughs> because Vin Diesel and his crew I mean they're not living the life of luxury are they they're kind of drinking Corona <laughs> what do you want to drink proudly you can have anything as long as it's a Corona <laughs> as long as it's got... <laughs> that was obviously Corona TM. Corona paying you or something for this <laughs> yeah, is there cameras on in this room oh oh we're making a movie uh so the, you know they're they're not then everyone everyone looks pretty damaged by the on you know the uh, the 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 effects of like long term uh, intergenerational poverty that, that that is clearly running through a lot of these people are struggling to get through the education system. This is an outlet for them to come together and maybe do something. Yeah, the design cool. This guy, this guy here, he's got ADHD. He can't go to college, but he has got. A uh, or this or these skills, designing cars. So it's like okay. So, but it all just feels fairly. It's, it's a little bit like A doesn't A plus B doesn't equal C. You know, yes. like I will justify that in a sec. But like you've got so you've got the plot of the 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 problem, which is that they this gang. You know, we, this is a Taylor's oldest time. Like Point Break is the one I'm going to keep referring to. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, in Point Break. They're a bunch of like beach bums who like surfing, and to fund their doing nothing but drinking, drinking, shagging, and surfing, they rob banks. And like it's the same thing. This is a bunch of street racers who love to street race and and shag, and so to like continue to spend all of their time like sitting around street racing, shagging, and drinking, um, they rob trucks, and that's kind of like, do you know what I mean? So it's it's less like you know um, actual gang crimes, which are you know usually to fund very rich people continuing to be rich but like it's that same sort of thing of like that robin hood thing of like yes they're stealing but like oh it's to do what they love and blah 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 and it's a bit hard to get like dissecting it sam i get it's kind of like a it doesn't make a terrible amount of sense there are far easier ways to steal things like there are you know there are legitimate ways to make money or there are Mm -hmm. easier ways to steal it and like but you have to have something, I guess, like some kind of like reason to have Brian be this undercover cop. Brian, his name's Brian. Um, <laughs> I suppose the measure that we should, and we let's move on to some other stuff now. But I suppose the measure is: does it uh, the rules of the movie? And that's something we talk about a lot, isn't it? Like, does it fit within the rules of the movie? And I think, I think it probably does. I think the film, as a like as an overall package and idea isn't necessarily that bad. I think once we start, you know, the police stuff is separate, but for this little gang of like, you know, dodgy dealers, basically, I, all that works. And and the street racing is like, oh, this is a cool scene they're involved in and everyone seems very passionate and they've got lots of, you know, like I do wonder where all the money's coming it's, from, but that it's presumably... A niche, it's a niche subculture, isn't it? And like... Yeah. And that in of itself is interesting, and it's interesting to see this kind of like insulated group, and all the characters we meet, apart from the police, are like 
they're kind of all on the inside. Like we have uh, Race Wars later. Let's circle back to that name. Um, but we have Race Wars later, <laughs> and it's like this big thing. And these, you know, the, the, these these um, like subcultures do exist. There are people who are like like nothing better than to take their car, park it up, open the bonnet, and ha- like basically just talk to people about how great the car is. And like that exists. That's a really popular thing. And like this movie is kind of capitalizing on, I guess, like there must have been a confluence of like it was some what cheaper or technology or something mm-hmm. where this was something that was in i mean you know gone in 60 seconds this is a previous year and that's about cars as well so maybe there's something like larger going on in the culture where like well, movies are chasing that car money the director rob cohen was just, he he i think he read an article about this um street racing in around new york and and then went to los angeles at night and saw you know these 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 street races and use and it is i mean it is pretty compelling now gone in 60 seconds while it's a i would say a similar genre it's a very different movie though it's a very different like take on all this and they are much more it's uh it's more about the cars and less about the racing whereas this film's actually not very much about the racing i mean there is a we're not giving we're not giving cars girls names for a start no and, um, and Vin Diesel we, is a bit more of a believable heavy than Nick Cage, yes. uh, perhaps. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But but there's you know there's also very there's also not that much going on in terms of the races, and that's what that's. I would argue, me. Sam. I would argue it's not even it's not about the cars or the racing. It's about the subculture, like. And I know that almost must sound counterintuitive, but like it's about the friends we met on the way. It's about this family. It's about this mm-hmm. group of people and and like them being immersed in in the racing and in like you know high high speed cars and and you know there's been a million a million clones of this movie since uh, quite a lot of them made by the Fast and Furious franchise, um, but like that trying to sort of like capture that same thing of there's even an American Dad episode about street racing. I think oh, yeah, like, you know yeah. four or five years later and like. You know, it's trying to capture that kind of excitement of honestly, actually, in this movie, anytime they're actually doing an actual proper race, the chases are fun. I think some of the chases are good, but whenever they're doing a race, it's a bit like, oh, so we're driving in a straight line for a quarter of a mile. Wow, that was a really thrilling 11 seconds of just having your foot planted Goodness, on the accelerator there are, or whatever. There's very little traffic in LA, isn't there? These guys can just do what they want. Well, the first race we get to see is Brian turns up with his car, you know, has no money, so wages the car. And are you telling like, me the LAPD didn't have stacks of confiscated cash just sitting around? I know. Yeah, where were they possibly have uh, procured all that illegal money from? Um, it, well, there's a joke later where they've uh, procured a house <laughs> to, have, to have their base in. Who did he confiscate this from? Absolutely ridiculous. But the um, the th- th- this race, so the first time we get to the race. Now this is where I think, as a bit of filmmaking, the things start to get pretty fucking shaky, because when they're racing, they 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 do this like you know when you go what you 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 watch old movies and everything's sped up because they were literally winding the film too fast. Yeah. And so people are walking. Like, it's like that. It looks like that. The cars are like zipping around like they're on fucking scale electrics tracks. We've got this classical, amazing 2000s, like, 
um, slow shutter speed things where everything looks a little bit blurry and there's like a trail. Like you know those you know you know on the on Windows ninety five them you'd move the mouse and there would be this yeah. lovely. Tra- <laughs> it's exactly it, like that. It's just same like technology. <laughs> and so you left you, you, the, this race. It feels so. It feels so like I don't know. I, I don't know if we've just been spoiled by how um, racing has, has looked in more recent films. But it's it's not like we're filming in the 70s. I mean, this is 2001. You could have done this better, I think and I so. don't understand the choices they made I think it's there. easy to forget that this wasn't like a high-budget movie that anyone thought was going to make anywhere near as much money as it did. Million. No, no, saying. I know. And that's, that's not to be sniffed at. I don't no. think that... I don't think this this was the kind of movie that was like, you know, made to be. I mentioned Ronan in the French Connection earlier. It's like two of the movies that stand out in my mind for like the really excellent kind of like driving in them. I don't think anyone was making this movie to showcase stunt driving or to showcase this kind of racing or anything like that. I think I think certainly the third one. There's a lot more like that's about drifting, which is even more confusing than this. <laughs> but like. You know, there's a lot more of drifting in it, and it kind of like gets into like the mechanics of it. Because whereas this isn't really concerned with that, I think because this movie, like I said, they wanted to basically tell a a really really basic like cop, you know, undercover cop gang solves crime, except it's street racers, and so that's maybe why for me they didn't put the money or the time or the effort into making any of these races look good at all because like the cutting and the editing as well is really bad like we yeah. edit we cut from the the face shot to the steering wheel to the outside of the car and like none of it quite meshes up and the the, the sound the foley that you're getting of these cars revving is totally not at all what a car it's like a formula like. one car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's, i mean these are hondas these are fucking hot Mazdas i think it's more shit, like you know? it's more what the, the 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 movie makers and the editor and the director thought looked cool as opposed to what looks realistic or what looks good it's like what looks cool and and that's something i would argue they kind of make took that route with every single fork in the movie they were like right well what's the one that looks the coolest and what's the coolest way we could do this you know i think as opposed to what's a way we could really technically because you know you could make a, a movie like this and have the have the racing be really technical and really like you know, well shot and well performed, and they just didn't do that, presumably because it's expensive. And I think that the, um, I think the lack of attention to detail is is what comes through here. Now, there's one, <laughs> there's one scene in particular. So uh, they've got the car, they've got the car, and the um, the bad guy comes along and shoots the car, and and before, so before that. There's some. They're all having an argument, and Walker says to Vin Diesel, "What the hell is that all about?" And Diesel replies, "It's a long story." Bad guys come along, shoot the car. Literally, the next words of dialogue are, "What the hell was that all about?" From Walker, it's a long story. From Diesel. and you're like, "Wow!" Did no one notice the? Did no one notice that you'd? I don't think it's intentional. It cannot be intentional because no. of the way it's done. And I think all the way through the film, there's all these little things of like. Oh, and that was a little like you shouldn't have kept that shot in there. And why have you done that? Like, there's lots of stuff I think that doesn't really add up. Now that's fine. Like, it doesn't really matter. To your point about the cars, though, I do think I do think I kind of want a bit more racing in this. Like, that's that's kind of, that's kind of what 
I was here to to see is like the racing and 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 what's happening and you know with the racing. I never, and- I never thought I'd say this, Sam, but you know, in Gone in sixty seconds, where they're like really erotically charged about the cars, yeah, and that's not great. But like, we do get a lot of like, you know, a lot of like car guff and and you know. Um, Nick Cage is like, oh, it's the Shelby GT500, and and I remember all this just from having seen that movie more than once. Like, and he reels <laughs> off all this like technical information. It goes not to sixty and this, this and that. Uh, it's got such and such brake horsepower engine. Like, it's on. We don't really get any of that in this movie, and I'm not sure if it's there's because... There's a little bit, isn't there? Just, there's a little bit, but there's not nearly yeah. enough. Like, surely this first scene with Vin Diesel, um, you know, Paul Walker should pop the bonnet and. He goes, oh, well, you've got... Uh, and we get a bit, but we should really have some Star Trek-like nonsense here where it's like, oh, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a phase converter, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know I mean? We could, should have the car version of that where well, in this universe, like, everybody knows, like, what the best thing is and we don't get enough of it. Even though Paul Walker works in, like, a specialist, like, street racing car parts shop somehow, <laughs> like, yeah. we don't get enough of the technical aspects of, like... Right, so oh. what we need to get to make your car go and win this race is we need to get this engine or we need to get this part, and we're just the film isn't interested in any of that. It's a car it's, and it goes. It's because it's because and this is this is where it, like we get to the charged homoeroticism of this movie. Really, this film is a soap opera. I mean, and that that's the way it comes down to basically. It's well, like I can't remember a fucking single character name other than Brian. Uh, you know, Dom. Dom is uh, Vin Diesel's character. Oh yeah, I believe you. So, uh, well, my brother and my uh, he won't let me date anyone, and so I'm gonna. Be, 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 be. It's like there's just constant. There's just constant. It's the it's the interpersonal drama between these these this group of people that seems to be the focus of the movie. And I think I think it's like it's it's a very um, it's it's a very like white guy attempt to to have a a story an emotional story that we can connect to because well, they're talking about feelings and cars and I have feelings and cars and so, and so at the end of the at the end of the um, film you it's quite you are quite attached I think to 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 some of the the, the plight of these of these it's, characters it's been in a way that to death. hold on in a way that in a way that in Gone in sixty seconds. You're absolutely nowhere near that. Like we, because really, what we're interested in is, you know, the bad guy gets his, and we've got the cars, and that's the end of the film. Whereas this is much more about how how everyone's getting along, and yeah, she's my man, and she's my woman, blah blah blah, like all that. Well, stuff. this is why Sam, and this is why it survived as a franchise because actually people responded to this the feelings, soap opera, like you say. Of yeah. these characters, like they responded to that within this, you know, facade of street racing, and like I, I, the later movies, I, I I've tried to read some of the plot synopses. They're much more about crime, I think. I mean, there's driving, but obviously, I think it's much more about crime, yeah. um, because obviously they decided that like there's a real limit to what street racing can be, but like you do care about these characters, and maybe not the right word, but like the movie kind of beats you over the head that these characters care about each other. Um, so I'm going to do a thing here, Sam, and just break a rule here. I'm just going to mention the the two the two actresses in this movie, just in case we forget to mention their actual names later. Uh, okay. So Jordana Brewster plays the sister Mia, 
um, mm-hmm. who exists in this movie purely to say, no, don't do that, that's dangerous. And oh, she Brian, has um, the Marge O'Connor. Simpson role of Homer. <laughs> yeah, like, that, exactly. that is literally all she's there to do is to scowl at the stupid men. Yeah, And suck Paul Walker's dick. Let's not forget that. That's really uh, important. Yes, oh, that's oh. a really important part of, of this role. Graphic. And again, <laughs> sorry, Sam, is that quite graphic? <laughs> I guarantee you're going to say something worse in about three minutes. So. Okay, go. Um, and Michelle Rodriguez uh, plays. Apparently, this character's name is Letty. Uh, I could not have. If you had given me a million guesses, I would not have guessed that. No, no. Um, so Michelle, I, you know what? I really, really deeply dislike Michelle Rodriguez's performance in this. It's, it's to me, it's one of the. I don't know what it is. Like she's just got this scowl on her face the whole time, and she's just. Just look silly, like just fucking lighten up. Someone throw a pie, and they all do it, and they all do it. You know, like everyone's just looking. It's a serious film for serious people, Sam. Exactly. Fucking. I know it. I know it is. <laughs> but I just wanted. I just wanted to like. Please stop. Just please. Just lighten up a little bit. You know, and that to, throughout the whole film, there's a little bit of this where it's, it's like, guys, are we are we like uh, are we really risking our lives for? The cars. Is that what we're doing? I mean, you know, I I might just go get a job in, you know, like a supermarket or something. I mean, yeah. I know it's not dramatic, but it's it's honest work, you know, and that might be or easy. Like, a little... Or, Sam, I mean, they have a garage and they're all quite good at street racing. I mean, you could probably, like, make, it, make ends meet that way, you know? Without having to fucking steal DVD players. Well, because and the whole get ticking clock of this movie, and... which we haven't mentioned, and the police keep mentioning, the whole ticking clock, the reason this movie has any tension whatsoever, is kind of the idea that the, the it's not the FBI, or is it the FBI? It's hard to tell. The police keep saying that basically these truckers are sick of being robbed. I mean, truckers are robbed all the time, but like these truckers are sick of being robbed. So they're going to start arming themselves and you're going to start like having truckers shooting bad guys. Now, part of me thinks that the um, US police would be quite pro um, <laughs> vigilante justice in that way. Like, saves us doing it. Um, but like, that's the ticking clock is that if we don't find whoever's robbing these trucks, then the truckers are going to start arming themselves and people are going to start getting killed, which is weak. It's really, really weak. Um, and it's also part of the, like you said about me, um, Brewster's character being like, when she's like, Dom, don't go. You don't need to go and rob this truck with your mates. And he's like, nah, nah, I really do need to go and rob this truck. And you're like, what? <laughs> Why? 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 Take you, a fucking what, night off, man. What, why are you doing any of this? And, and then and then you've got, and then you've got Paul Walker's, Brian, you've got Brian's conversion from being this, uh, you know, like undercover cop to actually liking these people. And that I, I'm always deeply, deeply suspicious of any movie that's that's trying to uh, tell me that a police officer who's managed to ingratiate themselves into the, this, you know, very, very minor crime syndicate, um, are suddenly going to get converted. I'm just it's like kind of no, like no. A... They, these 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 people are inhuman monsters who are going in. And and I mean, look at look at the ones you know in in the UK who went into the like the environmental folks managed to fall in love and have you know like relationships with these uh, the people they were spying on 
and they just fucked off and didn't you know that was it like they don't give a fuck they're not gonna they're not yeah. gonna get the whole idea though the, the the story the movie tells us sam is that like again movies tell us that like people running crime syndicates are a lot more good looking charismatic than they probably are in real <laughs> life yeah um like and the the movie's basically telling us that like actually brian like vin diesel says it a lot but like it's about family and family. like yeah so so paul walker's like in the family and he's there's these people around him who quote unquote love him and like they spend all their time together and they're kind of like what we're led to believe anyway is that number one paul walker really really likes fucking this guy's sister um and number two he'd also really really like to fuck vin diesel um (laughs) (laughs) there's the homoeroticism coming but straight back up it's so rife in this movie like yes you can be like but these guys they're not just like best mates there's like a there's a tension and i'm certain they must have been directed this way as well like yeah there's a tension between the two of them for this whole movie and when you include um is it um vince the roid, the, the steroidy guy. Uh, like when you include him, you're like fucking hell. This is really, and he is literally up in Paul Walker's face. And I've never been in a fight myself, but I feel like that's not Surprising. how I would start it. Like I'd be like, uh, right, can you imagine right up in someone's face? Like that's that's not safe. That's what are you doing there? What, what could you possibly? Yeah, what outcome could you possibly be looking for? I know, no, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to the soap properness of it, doesn't it? And it's and it's. And and you know to defend the movie a little bit, I, I I think it's probably it's probably maybe better than the than just having um, a more detached you know version of this film where we don't get to see how these these people kind of you know the, if it was just if it was just all the crime and if it was all just crime you know, these bad guys these criminals versus the police and we've got a little bit of antagonism from the other gang like okay but i suppose you need the emotional foundation to to kind of give you some stakes because as we've discussed there are no other stakes it's dvd players all the way down like we're not we're not interested it's the robin hood thing sam in this it's like the for the movie to play out the way it does paul walker's character has to kind of like come round to believe that like Vin Diesel and his guys, like they're not necessarily morally in the wrong. I think that's you know very much the, and I'm not saying that that's they do that oh, they, no, they do yeah, that 100%. perfectly or that that's right. The that's what the to... movie is telling you is that kind of like that that Paul Walker thinks he's like right. Well, actually, like, they aren't bad guys. Whereas actually, the sort of people that obviously the police are going to send undercover. That's like lesson one is like listen. They are the bad guys. That's the whole fucking point of this operation. You know what I mean? I think it's quite like a a key psychological thing is like, can we get someone who's not going to fall in love with the person he's investigating or like become indoctrinated but in into the you know, the lifestyle of the people that he's investigating. Mm-hmm. Um which is just again yeah. makes it a bit silly. And and like you said, every time anyone mentions D V D players, when they're sneaking around um Johnny Johnny Trang, I believe, is the uh, the Asian bad guy in this movie. Um, when they're Very sneaking trippy. around his warehouse, and there's like, oh, it's full of DVD players, and he's like, DVD players, it's the D-. like, oh yeah, because only there's only these <laughs> these two hundred DVD players in the entire of LA, of course. Um, like, it's just a bit like, 
really, we're really, we're really doing this thing about DVD players. All I wonder what the rest of them are about. Stealing. Oh, I don't know. I don't no intention to find out. Let's talk about race wars. No, <laughs> not that. Or... Not that type of. Not race that type war. Of race, war. race war, Sam. Is it? Oh no, it is race wars. It is race wars. Yeah, it is race wars, Dave. And race wars is the the kind of like Mad Max meet up thing that they've got going on in the desert. Very it's well like, organized. Um, Very I was well watching organized. this with my my sister and my brother in law. And uh, my brother-in-law pointed out it's like a rave. It's like this similar sort of mm. like, you know, they've broken into this airbase and they're going to be there for a short enough time, <coughs> short enough time that the police aren't going to arrive, and they're just going to do some racing. And that's kind of like, the, but it's a big annual event, you know. Yeah, and this is this actually ended up turning into a real thing, um, in uh, in in Washington, which I think is quite interesting. And but, definitely, but, yeah. Kind of like it's it's it, it the film is quite focused on this again, and it also just goes to this the the relatively low stakes of what's going on here, you know. Coupled with you've got the 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 gang who are the you know the the uh, the Asian gang who are kind of they seem to be a bit more serious than the rest of the rest of the guys. They're the ones going around <laughs> with like Uzis and 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 really you know kind of causing a lot of. Well, they're the All actual the problems. criminals. Sam. They're the actual criminals that make that our, our pretend criminals seem less morally wrong. Yeah, because they're yeah. not going. <clears throat> they're not going around with Uzis killing people. And it, uh, you know, it does. Um, it, it it does just from a writing perspective for a minute. I kind of I kind of was wanting them to be in the movie a little bit more. And, and and if I'm kind of reimagining the movie for a minute, I'd maybe kind of like let's reduce the the undercover cop stuff. You can still have him an undercover cop if you want, but it doesn't really matter. But I think it would be much more compelling to see like the other criminal underworld that exists around um, this kind of subculture, and then you have them almost competing for the prize of DVD players. But still, having a, like, who's going to get the shipment, and you know, like this, we don't know where it's going to be, and we've and we can all race to get there, and but actually, it'd be a little bit less like going around murdering each other, or <laughs> you know, because what's what's the in a race wars the 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 guy who is the like Jesse. computer hacker, yeah, basically, he's the computer hacker, isn't he, of the gang. In the same way yeah. that in the Matrix, uh, Mouse is. <laughs> is the, you is, could tell me it was the same actor, and I would believe you. I don't know. I haven't checked. It's not. But it's, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's you know. But it's exactly like that role, isn't it? Of like we've got a bunch of muscly guys, and we've got the Weasley nerd who's good at computers. Now, speaking as a Weasley nerd who's good at computers, I you know not I'm not saying that I necessarily uh, associate with him. But him him doing the race and then buggering off and and it's like, are we gonna kill this guy over the car? Is that what we're gonna do? Is that like, is that what happens in real life? It's mm. it's baffling because like it's this racing for pinks thing, which I don't yeah. know if this movie started. I really don't. But like, number one, we don't have a pink a pink slip isn't a thing that exists over here. So is it's that always like the registration to... documents? From yeah, the it's like the V five Sam. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, Amazing. but it's like the document over here. Um, if I have a, if I, if I, the pink slip is a document where if I want to transfer ownership, I have to fill it in and send it to the 
DVLA. DVLA. And yeah. then they send me a letter back saying, yeah, great, we've transferred ownership. <laughs> I think now you can do it online, actually. But, like, it's not like if someone has that bit of paper, they own my car. If, no, I have to fill it in and post it. for the... Anyway. It's, so there's a whole trip It's also an economic thing here, Sam, of, like, right, so you, you and I are having a street race, right? Now, my van's worth 800 yeah, quid. My van's worth 800 quid. Your car's <laughs> worth, what, five or six grand, something like that? I don't know, yeah. Right? Um, so, so right. So, so I'm like, well, I'll race, I'll race you for pinks. And you're like, well, well, no, because, you know, like, there's a disparity there. You know, my yeah, car's worth... shit. <laughs> your car, I don't want your car, of course. Like, and there's, especially in the in race wars, Jesse's driving like a... a I actually know what this car is because I was curious because I didn't recognise uh, what it... It's a Jetta, um, which a is not a typically Jetta. a Volkswagen mm. Jetta. Like, which you wouldn't have thought of as like a big racing car. And uh, Johnny Tran is driving like a, you know, a big souped up like supercar. Um, and like, I, I can only imagine that there's a big disparity in the value of these cars. Like, so why is he racing for pinks? Because yeah. if he doesn't have any money, why doesn't one of his friends, who have all just won loads of money, be like, oh, here's two grand, Jesse. You go and like, you know, have your race, not racing for pinks i just don't understand the when brian does it earlier as well it's like right is there someone with a fucking calculator going right well this car's blah, blah, blah. yeah it's worth doing dom it's worth racing him for pinks because yeah. you know you can you know, make money on this and you're like what tran is is uh, he's driving a honda s2000 which is a much i would think much more um fancy car and also the, the you know the other guy he's uh He's suited up himself, so I don't know. Like, but again, the economics of of of, of cars and like the economics of cars have changed. Yeah, and and I, I I can't keep up with all this. It's very it's it's very confusing. But again, it's quite central to the plot, isn't it? All this, you know, and and it's really, really, it's not about the cards. It's about the drama. It's about the the people, family, you know, the family. We see uh, we see trans family get like. You know, he gets door knocked by the police because they've managed to bust him. His dad doesn't seem like he's very happy, so presumably he's not in the mafia, uh, you know, or, or in, 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 in like a gangster. So, again, make them all teenagers and make this about like stealing bikes, push bikes. Even if they were all 18 or 19, works. Sam. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, but they're all like 35. <laughs> It's all a bit like, and maybe we just old. adults like, don't act like this. Teenagers like, act like this, and people in their early twenties act like this. Are you gonna? Uh, uh, what's that going to do your credit score, man? Like that's not good, you know. <laughs> Spending twenty thousand pounds on a car that you just bet away for no reason. How are you? How are you reporting that on your taxes? I know, I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> God, we're old. God. Um. But no, you are right, and it is a bit like, and it's fine. But it's kind of where, I like we said earlier. I think this movie actually is really fun. Generally, uh, but if if there, if I had a um, any problem with that, it's kind of like in this Johnny Trang being arrested, like we're doing this thing before race wars, and it's like get to the money. And Brian shows up with his new car, and it's like, and we're having yeah. a barbecue, and I'm like, there are nobody has been shot at. Or like raced anything in twenty minutes, <laughs> and and this this is this is where I think the film really the, the the last act of the movie I think really suffers, really suffers from like exposition scenes because at the start, as we've already said, the start is like whoa, pedal to the metal. Let's 
you know, you don't get even the time to think about how ridiculous all this is, and it's kind of fun in that way. And I'm I'm having fun. The bit there's just too many scenes between Paul Walker and Vin Diesel having fucking lunch or eating or you know they just sat or like oh, kill me. I don't care. I don't fucking give a shit. Show me some more cars if this is the film that you want to do. That point, I think we're starting to really get towards like, oh, okay, let's just get to the end. The cool, the cool chase. I mean, we do get some really impressive driving stunts, and the last, um, the last uh, uh, chase that we get, uh, where they're they're going after the truck, and like there is some impressive stunt work going on here. And these stunt, it's cool. these stunt it's actors, a cool. Um... I was we were watching it, and um, I'll tell you what was funny actually. Um, it's always fun watching a movie for the podcast with like a non-podcast person, um, <laughs> because you're like you're obviously you're like, talking about it, and they're like, "Why would you be interested in that?" Uh, when Vince <laughs> jumps off the back of the Civic onto the truck, he puts a helmet on, and then immediately once he's on the truck, he takes it off again. And uh, my brother-in-law was like, "I wonder why he's done that." And I was like, "Because it's a stunt man. He looks nothing like him." So he put the, the helmet on to be like, oh, well then, because obviously he's not jumping from the back of this car onto this moving truck. Yeah. They're actually yeah. filming all the shots of, which I think is clever. I know, I think it's reasonably seamless, actually. Like I said, Sam, I think it's some good stunt work here and some good editing of, like, whenever there's a person on the side of a truck, obviously that's a stationary truck with, like, a big fan in front of it, essentially. But then we it's do have shots. it, yeah. Exactly. And we, but we do have shots of the truck going and the cars around it. And I think that, like, obviously that's a second unit, but I think it works reasonably well. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, like... I mean, they, 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 jump from, they jump from a moving car to a moving truck. We get that. We get lots of hanging off. Um, the, the, we also get the cars going underneath... completely completely needlessly by the way um when uh just break and go around it i don't get yeah totally (laughs) or just accelerate and go around the front of it it's a fucking truck and you're in a like a a car that can go 140 miles an hour like just go past it 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 it, yeah it does it does go to the central point which we which we mentioned in the first truck heist is i mean there are so many easier ways to to stop this truck i mean christ almighty like if it's that important to get the DVD players, there's just there's other things that you could do, but but what's presented, I think, is a pretty cool sequence. I I really I actually thought it was great, and then we get the we get more emotional drama of Paul Walker says think, he's a cop. I kind of think they nail that though. Like, I don't I don't mean that I buy the storyline. Oh no, I it's like, good. I, from a writing point of view, I think the moment where he picks up the phone and it's like. It's not, I'm really sorry, Dom, I'm a cop, or anything like that. He picks up the phone and says he needs an ambulance because, like, this guy who he hates is about to die. And, like, I think from a writing point of view... his girlfriend's brother. So... (gasps) No, but he's not the one about to die. It's it's Vince who's about to die. So, like, he picks up the phone and calls the ambulance and says, I'm the officer such and such. I need a, you know, to save his life, Vince's life. And I think there's, like, a... Like actually, from a they don't earn it at all. But like from a writing point of view, I think this would be a really great, in a more competently written movie with maybe an actor who can emote. Like there's a real Orlando Bloom theme school of acting going on here. But like <laughs> with an actor who can emote, I think this would be a really, really powerful moment of like, you know, I'm gonna say I'm a cop and rely on the fact that we're friends and that you know, 
how much it's you know you know that i you could kill me for me saying this but it's going to save vince's life and there's like a yeah again I, I there's like, something I there they kind of nail that moment a bit i liked how walker was was looking at vin diesel the whole time when he's saying it's officer brian and you know <laughs> brian o'connor <laughs> I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at this place and he's looking at him he's looking at him because he's kind of like he's kind of confessing in a way that he's already confessed slightly needlessly to his uh, his his you know his girlfriend but is is you know that it is it is like it's probably the peak emotional point of the movie isn't it for those two characters yeah. and the sexual tension is just off the charts <laughs> and they're and they're just like and this is it's really getting they're all they're gonna they're getting heated now but they'll come back around you know once he's forgiven um it's yeah and the and forgiveness then go on we have because we we still got like this isn't even the conclusion of the movie i think like that would be a fine conclusion to like next time on the fast and the furious like we could have all of this last bit but of course we've set up that um i was about to say vince vaughn not vince vaughn vin diesel vin diesel um vince has this vaughn. amazingly mass ama- outstandingly massive muscle car in his garage <laughs> for some reason um, it's his father's car so we can so we have to have that and we have to have that car and a car chase again maybe one of the better stunts of the movie they all all spent all their money on it um well, this is where they jump the train uh, this is the killed. stupidest part um, of the film. It's fucking what? what? Why? What possible reason? I mean, yeah, Vin Diesel is trying to escape from Paul Walker, who's the police. I'm the sure. decision making of these people, but like, is why is Paul so Walker doing horrible. this? Why don't you just stop and say he's in a fucking massive muscle car? <laughs> the engine's like three foot out the bonnet. Like, just, just have it. beat cops keep an eye. He's got to stop for petrol eventually. In twenty minutes, when it, when this full tank runs out, because it's a seven. He says this, ca- this car, car has nine hundred horsepower, Sam. That's about eleven <laughs> times what my car. It does has. a wheelie. It does a wheelie when they start. It's a bit. Now, now, I just, I just need. I, you know what it is? It's almost like let's go back to the let's go back to it. The rules of the movie. The rules of the movie, pretty much make sense. Like DVD players aside, everything else kind of. <laughs> <laughs> DVD players don't make sense. <laughs> everything else kind of fits within the realm of what the film is trying to do you know, the characters act in generally the way that you think people like this would act and, and all that I can't see any rational movie um, logic reason though for why they have a fucking race I mean like I, I suppose it's how they express themselves because you know they're like the the yeah you lied to me I, I, you're my brother you know like all of this like it just ends up being channeled through this race and then and then they put and then they endanger hundreds of people uh to, to and like it's a cool stunt this car from a like, like from the michael bay school of stunts it's a cool stunt it is. Like, it's impressive. In that, like, actually, visually and like tension-wise, I think it's reasonably okay. It doesn't go on too long. It's a fun shot when they shoot in front of the train. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's also more, 
it's an even more fun shot when Vin Diesel immediately hits a truck. Um, yeah, but like, that was pretty cool. With a little, obviously, that was a really cool. That was a really cool stunt. Um, it's very impressive, isn't it? But I mean, like, it's very, it's very it's, nineteen. You know, it's very nineteen seventies though. Yeah, this type of like, it's silly. To get us yeah. back to Point Break, though, it's kind of like a similar thing. You know where um, at the very end of Point Break, he's chasing him, isn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. And he's and he's got his gun and he's aiming his gun at him. And he kind of goes like... And it's the exact same plot, by the way. Like, you know, ah, yeah. and he shoots his gun up in the air because he can't shoot yeah. him because he loves him. Yeah. And this is kind of that as well. And we get kind of that's why the race and like because he respects him and because he also respects him but thinks like, am I better than you? Obviously you aren't, Paul Walker. You've been really crap at racing this entire time. Um, <laughs> you lost and then your first we get, race. And then we get the scene. Again, I think they do an okay job and it's an all right thing to hang the movie on where like for some reason Paul Walker just throws away his entire life because he gives his car keys to Vin Diesel and you're like, how are you going to explain that? How are you going to explain that at work? He was like held me up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Also, also, police. Maybe let's put maybe let's put a word word out that we're now instead of looking for a massive muscle car, we're looking for an orange orange car with no roof. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of them? An orange car with no roof uh, that's obviously like been in several crashes. Like, um, that's probably not that hard to find, is it? Like, you know, I know mm. LA is a big place, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really work. And what in in the second movie, um, from what I can read, he goes undercover. Paul Walker and Roman Pierce go undercover for the U.S. Customs Service to bring down a drug lord. Um, and the film doesn't feature Vin Diesel. It's the only film I without. Remember Vin the Diesel second in. one, and I will just clarify a bit of what you've said. At, between the first and second films, Paul Walker leaves the police. Uh, right, I, but okay. I was reading a plot synopsis the other day. Uh, so when he's working for the customs service, it's because he gets arrested street racing and basically gets like blackmailed into going undercover for the customs a- agency so they won't convict him or something. Okay, middle, middle, middle. Middle, Things middle, middle. Happen. I was reading, by the way, Sam, the third one... Um, that's about drift racing with totally different characters and a cameo from Vin Diesel. Uh, the fourth one, um, I think Vin Diesel and co are stealing fuel tankers. Um, well, can I, can, can I take you through on. the names? Because this is... this is. <laughs> so we've got The Fast and the Furious, 2001. Number twos, Too Fast, Too Furious... Uh, also, still featuring Paul Walker, we've got Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, excuse me. 2009, fast, fast forward, we've got Fast and Furious. Two, 2011, Fast Five. Then we've got Fast and Furious Six. Then we've got Furious Seven. Then <laughs> the Fast got, is gone, apparently, which is furious the, now. Then we've got The Fate of the Furious. And then we've got F9, which yeah. is... The 2000. Uh, you will be pleased, Sam, to know that these are all on Amazon Prime. Um, Fantastic. And they're just they're just called Fast and Furious one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine on Amazon Prime. Like that's yeah. just the name. <laughs> they haven't bothered with any of this nonsense. They're like, no one will be able to find any of these films if we don't do this. But it doesn't end there though, because we've also got Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, 
which came out in well it's 20- basically sam a push for all the bald action stars to be in <laughs> the same franchise what one one movie, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson and, and Jason Statham. Plus, we've got a 2023 and 2024 movie coming up. So, I mean, I mean, you know, in some in some senses, who are we to 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 laugh at a um, nine part series? We we've we went to the fucking cinema to see like uh, Star Wars movies and. I mean, to a lesser extent, Avengers, but we're still on that train, aren't we? So it is, I guess, you know, this is just, this is just cinema I now. I think it's Franchises just one of those franchises that passed us by, Sam, like, in a certain way. And do you know what? I didn't hate this movie. Like, it's really hard. Like, this or Gone in 60 Seconds. Like, what do you think? Ooh. I think this is shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right. Let me consider this because I think that Gone in sixty seconds is. I think Gone in yeah, I think Gone in sixty seconds is a stupider movie. I think like the basic premise of the film that we need to get. Um, how many cars is it? They need to get a hundred. Um, it's it, it, it's or ninety nine or something. It's more than you would. It's more than you would. <laughs> it's more you know, than think, is reasonable. It's more reasonable. than is reasonable. <laughs> And the reasons that they need to get that are pretty unclear. And I think that the, you know, like you've got um, Cage doing his Cage thing, which is c- compelling until it isn't, you know. Whereas I think, as it always I think is, this yeah. is, I think, yeah, I think this is probably a more cohesive film. As much I do, I do feel, kind of feel like again, I fucking hate having a podcast sometimes because I think we're just snarking a little bit. But actually, there's. It's quite a cohesive story here. It's like there's there's emotional depths to be, you know, delved into. And at the end, you know, despite some silliness, things tie up nicely. Like we don't have any really huge loose ends in the same way that yeah. I think more poorly written movies would 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 lead us to. I think that maybe the content is where we're less interested. And I kind of want more like I want more street racing and less soap opera. But at least we've got a cohesive picture here, it's, as opposed to maybe Gone in sixty seconds or yeah. other films, which it's compelling enough. So. Like I enjoy. I didn't like I said. I didn't hate this movie. I enjoyed bits of it. Like I wasn't bored. Mostly, there's like like we discussed. There's a little bit where you're like, uh, come on, get yeah. To, I was get falling money, asleep at like half shot, Like get to the money. Yeah, yeah. I want Paul Walker and Vin Diesel like looking into each other's eyes. You know, looking at each other. Nah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't even mentioned the really like unnecessary sex scene with Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez in this movie. Um, Is that where they're in the they're in the garage? And it's just happening like while um, Paul Walker is like uh, arresting uh, the uh, Johnny Trang, and it's just like we just cut in between the two because. I guess Vin Diesel contractually had to fuck someone in this movie mm. <laughs> or something. Well, I mean, they obviously love each other. and want Obviously, to. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's like, I would tend to agree with you about uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. I think this maybe is, some, is, is like a little bit less of a meal. Like, it's fun. It's like, it's like entertaining. Yes, it's not high art. Um, <laughs> maybe. But there's not anything wrong with that. Like, you know, I kind of... Some part of me really misses, like, throwaway, you know, movies like this where 
everyone in this movie was a nobody, and that's kind of like refreshing. I mean, obviously now Vin Diesel's like this huge guy, and well, even back then, the yeah, he was. But like, no, even back then, Sam, he was. This was his first starring role, I think. Well, I was saying, yeah, it was the start. It was the start of his career, wasn't it? So, and like, you know, even... so it's kind of refreshing to see a kind of like new intellectual property, like do something fairly, you know, fairly straightforward. But it's a summer movie, and <laughs> if I was in two thousand and one, and like end up in the cinema watching this. Like I probably wouldn't feel like I'd wasted my time. I've seen worse. I've seen worse movies. I've seen worse Vin Diesel movies at the cinema than this. <laughs> yeah, I went to see and... The Last Witch Hunter in the cinema. Oh dear. Well, and you should watch Pitch Black. That's his best movie. The um, yes, I agree. It is a nice throwaway picture that resulted in a eighty-six film, six billion dollar franchise. So it it kind of created the thing that I think we you know are, are not looking for because too many movies now are like oh god you need to know so much you know i gave up on the avengers fucking saga around yeah, because you've got to like how many you've got to have seen 23 films and watched four to I don't five have time for this tv I have a series and i don't have time and read to watch articles all these and fucking novellas and fucking comics and like <laughs> It's a lot, and I'm sure, I'm sure, Fast and Furious as a franchise is that bad now, because like they, they've been doing it for twenty years, and I bet Probably. there's like so many, there's so much stuff there, like quote unquote for the fans. Um, whereas in this, at least, it's just at least it'll a silly remain, car movie. At least it will remain accessible, and 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 there's a human story there, you know, which is more than you can say for some of the. The, the 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 bigger franchise which is uh, franchises which we, we are you know more likely to go and see and to keep track of Star Wars. I mean, realistically, though, Sam. Well, let's have a let's have a real let's have a real real powwow here. Let's have a real mm. discussion. I'm listening. What would what would get you out to the cinema? Like actually, like what oh, movie right. well, would I get hate, you I to ha- go to the cinema? I hate going to the cinema. It's actually... <laughs> I know, I know you do. It's well documented. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm informing the listener because I think it is just an awful experience full of other people and adverts and uncomfortable chairs and terrible food and the inability to pause and all the other things. You know what? I mean, the last films I've seen in the cinema have been fucking... So, for white see for Dunkirk? White, for white guy bingo, <laughs> Dunkirk, and <laughs> for for white old guy bingo, Dunkirk, but and me. Star Wars. It's I mean, you, Joe, who's eighty-seven years old, and all the other <laughs> World War Two veterans. You know, if we live close to Dave, I feel we might, we might, you might convince me to go see. Uh, probably like fucking apocalypse I, now. I'm, I'm waiting the... for this insult. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some you experimental might... David Lynch film that's four hours long and makes absolutely no narrative sense. Oh, yes, kill yes, me, kill me. But you know what? I, there isn't there isn't much that would attract me to the cinema. And I've always said, well, if they made, if they just made, let me buy it for fifteen pounds or rent it for fifteen pounds in my house to do that. I've not done that either. Um, and I think that's probably but has, because that, has I there watch... been a movie that you would have done that for? I would argue, like. The um, what's the one? What's the one that's just come out? Oh shit! June. Yeah, June. Actually, I'd probably, I'd maybe again, yeah. if if we were closer, or if we're doing it for the podcast, I might do that. But oh, I'd want to save money, Sam, and come to your house and have you pay for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we can. We will next time you're here. Let's do that. But I suppose, I suppose, it gets to the point of like, we aren't the audience. 
for we aren't the like cinema going. We aren't the we aren't the demographic where like in ten years maybe you'll be taking your kids to movies because they're like dad. Well, you won't because obviously the cinemas won't exist. But like <laughs> yes. ten years ago, if you were ten years older, ten years ago, like you would have been the sort of thing where like you know your wife wanted an afternoon off, and so you you were like even though you didn't want to, you would have to go to the cinema and watch something like this because it's like well what's on. Right, well, that sounds like the least abhorrent thing. We'll go and see that. And that must account for a lot of ticket sales. Which is exactly what we did when we were kids, yeah. So it is It is. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit more of a... It was a bleak time, Sam. The internet didn't exist. What else were we going to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, certainly not to the extent it does now. Uh, but, well, you know, there we go. Like, there's, there's, there, there is something to be said for a type of movie that we wouldn't, watch, we, we wouldn't necessarily watch. I, I do feel slightly guilty we've just kind of, like, Nah, Sam, we have shit on better movies than this. We've we said have. worse things about better movies than this. We have um, indeed, yeah. It's totally fine. I can totally see why it spawned the franchise it spawned. It wasn't that boring. Or rather, it wasn't <laughs> boring for... About 80% of this movie is quite like action-packed and well-paced. Yeah. And obviously, as usual, that last 20% just sort of like sinks it a little bit. So, I think it's about 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which to my mind as the metric that we'll just use arbitrarily because it's there. I think that's about right. I think this is like a real middle-of-the-line movie. It's not good. It's not really good, and it's not really bad. It's kind of all right. And that's okay, isn't it? So which one are we watching next, Dave? Which one are we going to watch next in the Fast and Furious? I think we should skip oh, in the franchise. To... In the franchise. I've I've seen... In theory, I've seen two, because why would I have watched... I mean, no, no I'm not interested in what you've seen. Why I'm would I have watched in... three if I have seen, haven't seen two? I want I want to watch Fast Five, where uh, the gang plan a heist to steal 100 million from corrupt businessman Hernan Reyes, who is be- while being pursued for arrest by U- U.S. diplomatic security Ooh, service. Sam, here's, here's here's something for you. I will say I will say. Let's not put anything on the docket just yet. But if anyone is listening to this, anyone at all, tweets at us at Imaginary Pod or sends us an email at Imaginary Pod gmail.com imaginary podcast at gmail.com right if we hear anything from anyone listening to this in in favor Even an of insult. us in favor of us watching all eight of the remaining <laughs> fast and furious movies and they're all on prime we will do that one tweet <laughs> is enough consecutively consecutively and then the podcast is over but consecutively <laughs> over the next eight weeks Please, listener, please, look in your hearts. <laughs> Do not email us. I, I beg you. I beg you, please. Um, but no, but I actually, like, I think that's a I feel a like next commitment. week we're very much on the, um, we should do a good movie. Not that this wasn't a good movie. We should do like a, uh, although it's Oscar season, so perhaps uh, we will. Uh, You've said this before and I'm going to resist, so I'm up for F9. <laughs> Let's do F9. See you next week. You would week. rather watch, you would rather watch. The ninth Fast and Furious movie <laughs> than, than any of the Oscar nominees. Oh, and whatever the fuck the fucking Academy thinks is worth watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair enough. Well, they thought they thought Don't Look Up is worth watching, and we've already watched that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, Ross will be back with us. Otherwise, he gets absolutely no say in what we're watching, and we'll just have to put up with whatever shite we decide to watch. Roll on, 1980s four-hour David Lynch experimental cinema. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>